What's up, everybody? I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. So we are like deep into the artist personality type mini series, and this is um, part five, uh, and it's the second part of the second recording of the artist personality type where we're going into more of the diagnoses and kind of explaining from the artist's point of view um, some of these things that uh, other people, doctors and things like that, are lumping into a different category. So uh, in the last episode, part four, we were talking about uh, being manic, super high highs and depression, super low lows, and why as artists uh, that can tend to happen to us a little bit more, right? Um, In the first three episodes, we really went over why we are different, how we're different, and um, that we kind of interpret the world and see things differently than most people. In this episode, we are going into uh, a little bit more why some of the other things that happen when the diagnosis comes through um, for bipolar. And this uh, is about losing time from an artist's point of view, why it happens, how it happens, and why it's not the same as uh, losing time for somebody that's not an artist personality type. Again, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a doctor. I've never been to medical school. Uh, I have had a lot of different things go on in my life. I've had a lot of testing. I've talked to a ton of people, both psychologists and, um, you know, different uh, therapists and things like that. And this is the culmination of a lot of that, along with experiences that I've uh, witnessed from friends and um, colleagues and things like that. So uh, I want to I want to let you guys listen to this part about why losing time in the artist personality type is different than losing time for a normal um, manic, depressed, uh, or uh, bipolar or um, other mental uh, capacity um, diagnosis. And again, this is just a difference of opinion. I am not saying with the artist personality type that bipolar is not a disease or does not, uh, it is not a real thing. I know that it is. I know that it does affect people's lives a lot. I just think that there, when you are part of the artist personality type and you need, you, you meet the first qualifications from the first three episodes that you need to make things to stay sane and everything else like that. This is the other part of that and why it's so important, uh, to really look into it and be able to articulate the words to the people that you're talking to on why you're doing certain things and not let it just be, well, you're losing time and that's the problem. So, Uh, Here is the second part of the second recording of the artist personality type. So the big question is this, how are artists, jewelers, and art-based business owners like us who make our own products and run our businesses, how do we find the time and the money to push our creative limits and still grow and scale our companies? This is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to the Jeweler's Philosophy. Now, the second thing that I want to talk about is when people are, you know, the other thing that people talk about when they're talking about the bipolar and everything is 
they are they fall into this category of they lose time and and, and that's the next one that I want to touch on because you know it's kind of, it ties into the same thing that I just talked about right like how many of us have been working on a piece and it's like you think you're like wow this is going really well or whatever and then it's like you look up and and it's been hours i mean multiple hours 5 hours 10 hours 2 hours right i mean like time has been passing without you knowing it without you even thinking about it right you're losing time now for most people when you go and you talk to somebody about this you're like well i'm losing time and for me it's it's diving into things i also lose time when i'm thinking when i'm really deep in thought i could be sitting there and i'm staring or something right and i'm trying to work through a problem in my head now other people aren't privy to that and so to them they're sitting there and they're like, man, you've been sitting there for 30 minutes. Like what's going on? I'm like, really? I'm like, I've just been sitting here thinking and they are upset, but I'm, I'm physically working through things in my head, right? As an artist, it's our job to gather input and then internalize and, and make output, right? That's what we are. That's what we do. That's what our job is. And so, but that takes a lot of thinking. It takes a lot of processing. It takes a lot of energy to do that. And as a result, the fact that we lose time because we are in this creative space, right? A lot of people, sports people call it flow, right? Or they get in the zone. And when you get in the zone, like everything else disappears, right? How come when in sports, when you've got really high highs and really low lows, and then you're in the zone, right? They're not bipolar, but we as artists are because they are, they have the spotlight on them or something like that, right? It's the same thing. So, you know, I lose time a lot. My wife was like, well, you know, these, these people that I'm using as a, as an example here, I said, you know, they, they talk about losing time and you know, that, that is true. And I said, well, I lose time all the time. And I was like, I'll be sitting there. There are days that I go into the studio, which is where I just got here right now, where I go in and it's like, I sit down and I look up and it's seven o'clock and I got in there at 11. I don't even know where those eight hours went no idea, but I look down and I can see it, right? Because I've got this thing. I've got a ring. I've got jewelry. I've got, I've got something to show where my time went, right? As artists, even though we lose the time up here in our head, we have a visual aid of what the time was spent on because we're making a product, right? So because you're losing time, don't, don't be afraid of that, right? It's like, your brain is different. It's wired differently. We need different things as artists to do different stuff. As a result, don't necessarily be afraid of, of the losing of time. And I would pref- I would say that, you know, ideally you would have a gauge, right? You'd have something at the end of this and be like, oh my gosh, where did those hours go? That you could look down and see what the time was spent on right? For me, that's normally the case. Or it's like, and if I am deep in thought, I normally have a notepad and I've got scribbles, I've got stuff, or it's like I'm working through something. I'm less concerned with losing time because I've got the information. I've got the visual pictorialization. I've got the, I've got the things that happened in that time frame, right? And now that I'm filming almost everything, I don't lose any time because I can physically go back and I can actually see it. Right. But I do have this like out of body thing. That's the other thing that a lot of people that are diagnosed with bipolar have that I found a lot of artists have. Right. Is that when you lose time, it's almost like you are out of your body, like watching 
what's happening. It's like watching a movie and it scares a lot of people. And for me, it's interesting because I look at it as, you know, I play these compartmental games in my head a lot. My business coach is calls your, your shadow self and your best coach. And he talks about, you know, your shadow self is the person that is your naysayer in your head and your best coach is your, is your cheerleader. And he talks about practicing having those two thought processes talk amongst themselves while you in your consciousness get to watch it, right? You are sitting in a chair with popcorn and you're watching these two people bicker back and forth to come up with an end result. Now, I've practiced this a lot, right? And I've gotten pretty good at it. And so for me, looking at myself as a third party is not scary to me anymore because I've practiced doing it. Now, I started having this happen when I was a kid. And it, when I was a kid, it was a little different. It was a little scary, but it happened like during really traumatic events when I would be skateboarding and I'd break my leg from jumping down 15 stairs, right? Like I would replay it and it would, I would like see myself in like a different angle and I'd see myself careening down, right? And I'd be like, man, if I just move my foot here and then when I got my cast off, I would go and I would do it again and I would be able to analyze it and do it differently. Sports players also do this, right? They go back and they look at the film. It's part of the reason I started recording myself when I was making jewelry. So when something got messed up, I could go back and I could see what happened and I could learn from it, okay? The losing time thing is a little different. Now, if you're losing time and it's like bad things are happening, I'm not saying that people aren't bipolar. I'm saying that the majority of people that I know that are saying that they're bipolar also happen to be artists. And the problem is, is that all of their case studies, all of their issues, all the things that they're talking about having that qualify them in air quotes to be bipolar are all things that I've got that I've been able to rectify in my head, deal with, embrace, and it's it's lifting me up to another level and, and I wanna present these in such a light. Now the last thing that I wanna talk about is this idea of making false things a reality. As artists, right, we have more going on in our heads. We've got a lot more, we gather more input, we've got much more output, that's why we need to make things, right? Otherwise we go nuts, I get that. That's why when we don't have a way to have output or we don't have the, the, the tools or the techniques to actually make our output, that's why we get super, super depressed. That's why we get really super low, right? That's when, your manic, that's when your depression sets in because you don't have that momentum. And so the problem is when you're doing all of that, right, you don't have this ability to do what you need to do. Now, as a result, typically when you're a kid, you don't know any of this stuff, you haven't experienced it, you haven't done a lot of this stuff, and what happens is, you know, your brain is working so much faster. You're doing so much more. You're thinking on more levels than most people. And as a result, it's hard to distinguish reality from what will soon become your voice in your art. It, 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 it's like, it's the extra part, right? I did this as a kid. There are times it's like, I'll tell my wife a story and she'll be there and I'll, embellish it, right? And for many years, she was like, you always try to make it sound better than it is. And I'll tell it for years and years and years and years and years. And I keep the same embellishments, right? And, and it wasn't until about a year ago that I really figured out that the embellishments, I believe they're there, right? I know that they're there because my brain's going in such a way that it's like, it's inputting different things and it's making, it, it's inserting these different things that are happening or the way that I'm looking at them because I analyze the world a little bit differently, 
a lot differently, you know, as probably do you, that, you know, the, the biggest problem is that it's, it's hard to distinguish some of that stuff. Now, it's not big things. It's not like I think I have an imaginary friend or that, you know, like Fight Club or anything like that. But at the same time, right, there are things that happen that I, I do input into stories. And so it's like when my wife tells me again, she's like, well, that's not the way I remember it. And she tells me, right, what she remembers, it's like I can then rip apart and be like, oh, this is something that in my head, that's something that I thought that I internalized, right? It's like when you watch a movie and they have an aside. If you don't know what an aside is, it's when you're talking to the, it's when you're watching the movie and they're like, oh, da-da-da-da-da, and then they stop and they look at the screen and they start talking to you, right? They act as the narrator. They're explaining something, right? They're, They're breaking the fourth wall and they're adding things happening. Now, the other person can still be sitting there talking in their ear, right? But like they go away um, and, and they can be doing other things. Maybe they're talking to somebody else or they're, I just watched a show and there were two twins and like that somebody was talking and it was like they would, they would still be going and like they would stop and like turn to each other and they'd have like this psychic connection, right? But the person didn't know that was talking, didn't know that they were doing this. It was like a mind meld thing. And so, you know, that happens to me, and it probably happens to you too, right? There are things that it's like when something happens, like your brain might wander and it runs out and grabs something, retrieves it, inputs into the story, and then bam, you're right back, right? And it's, it's weird for people that don't have this that happen. And so, you know, for me, that's not, that's also not a negative, right? That's also something that is something that makes me different. And and the more I talk to these people and the more that I am listening to artists and hearing these commonalities, specifically with some of these people that I'm very good friends with that are being drugged for, that are taking drugs for bipolar or for being manic depressive or something like that, you know, they want to believe that there's an answer. And I feel like this is the other problem, right? The 90% wants to put us into this box that makes sense to them, which is problem number one. Problem number two is that the 10% that are being put into this box believe that the 90% are right. And the problem is, is that it, it may not be, right? I'm not saying, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that you are not, you know, bipolar, but, or, and I'm also not saying that that's not a thing. I know that bipolar is a real thing. I just, there's so many people that are out there that it's like, they don't understand what's happening in their life. They don't understand why they feel the way that they do. And they seek help, which is the right thing. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. They go and they seek help, which is awesome. The problem is, is that the help that they're seeking, it's like they're painting them with this really broad brush, right? It's like you can't paint a whole room with just a roller. You need to cut it in. You've got weird places. You've got to do other stuff. It's not a one-size-fits-all answer. And I feel that so many people, artists included, we're told so much, so much in our life that we are weird and different and backwards and that, you know, the things that we're doing don't make sense or that they're risky or that they're, you know, we're living our life the wrong way or how are we going to pay our bills? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if nobody likes it? What if, what if, what if, what if, you know? And, but the problem is, is that everybody's coming at us from this negative. Very few people come at us and say, well, what if it works? Man, that'd be great. Right? If that works, like, like instead of what if it doesn't work, what if it does work? Right? What if, 
What if you are not bipolar and but somebody else thinks that you are, right? It's an opinion. I'm not going to deny that. And if any doctor says with a definitive answer that you are 100% bipolar without having an actual physical test, it's all an opinion. It's all an opinion. This needs to be understood. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. Okay? If you change what the opinion is, my opinion is that it's not bipolar. It's the artist personality type. Right? And that's what makes you special. Understanding what makes you different, what makes you special, and what gives you superpowers is the goal. Now, everybody that I know that's on pills for being bipolar, they say they're like, you know, I'm much happier now that I'm even and everything else like that. And it's right because it brings back a lot of that stuff and it, and it negates the momentum. It puts you on a regular person's scale. But in my opinion, that kills the artist in you. It kills the necessity for the input. It kills the necessity for the output. It kills the necessity for the need to make. And you know what? I'll take all the lows with no momentum if I get all the highs, right? Because when the highs happen, that's the way to, that's what makes me fulfilled as a person. And as my goal is to learn about myself enough that I can recognize when I'm on the way down, I can fix what's wrong with the momentum because it's all up to me, right? When I don't have momentum, it's me that needs to fix it. I need to figure out why. Like I got myself in this high and then something happened and I start coming down. But if I can get back up, right? Then it's good. Like I'm trying to make myself more even because I'm trying to understand what's up in my head and be able to control what's happening by looking at the world around me. Listen, I understand that my brain is what makes my body work. It's what makes all my thoughts happen. It's what makes all of everything, makes my hands do what I'm doing, everything. My brain, your brain, our brains control what we do. Now, the trick is that we're the only people that can actually be up inside of our heads, right? Nobody else gets privileged to be up there. Not yet. Nobody's figured out how to do it. But the thing is, is that every single thing that you think is only up in here. It's only up in your own head. It's your job as an artist to get it out. And so, for me, that's part of the reason that I'm doing this podcast, right? Is because... I'm looking at this and I'm saying, I've been living with this for 35 years now. And I'm finally being able to put into words what it means to me and how I'm able to use all of these things that so many people, almost everybody in my entire life, all of my family, a whole bunch of my friends, even my wife for about 10 years, right? have all thought, they're like, man, like you see the world differently. You do all these things really different, everything else like that. But I have very common close ties with a lot of people. And a lot of these things are very, very similar. And it's, it's a little disheartening to me when they are talking about how they're bipolar and then they go get diagnosed. And the first thing they do is they come back to me and they say, you might want to go talk to somebody. We might think you're bipolar. For even more information about growing your art-based business, head over to buffalocraft.com now. There, you'll find our most recent offers. And be sure to sign up for our email list so you get the most up-to-date info about what we're doing and working on. While you're there, check out the Mill t-shirt. 
Head to buffalocraft.com now.